are you? Fine. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Why you keep combating me? Who are you? No, who you are? John Kimball. John Kimball, why are you bothering me? Yeah. Yeah, who you? John Kimball. John Kimball who? You son of a bitch. Okay, okay, I'm bitch. Okay, okay, fine. Oh, you call me. Why you do that to me? I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Okay, what can I ask? What can I question? What can I... Who is your daddy and what does he... You want to know who's my daddy? Yeah. Okay, can I ask you one question? Why you want to know who's my daddy? You son of a bitch. Okay, I'm bitch. Okay, fine. How are you? I'm fine. I think you are my daddy. Yeah. I'm a new daughter. Yeah. Well, why you call me? You bother me that way. What reason? You wanna? Yeah. You wanna say something to me? Straight talk. Don't talk to me in that way. You know what place you call? Huh? Yeah. What place you call? Who are you? You call me. Don't ask me who I who I am. Who are you? Who you? You son of a bitch. Don't call me bitch, okay? I'm just asking you nice. Yeah. I'm talking to you nice. You call me, okay? What you got a problem? Yeah. Yeah, what kind of problem? What you got a problem? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Why you want to know what you do in my daddy? My daddy is a farm, okay? Working farm. Why you want to know that? Yeah. Who are you? Who I am? Who are you? Who you call? Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me. Don't, don't do that to me like that. You call me. You don't do that to me like that. I don't know why you call me like that. You want to talk to my husband? That's the reason why you do that? Why you do that? You, you son of a bitch. <sighs> You love to say son of a bitch, all right? Yeah. Okay. If you are a cop, you not can do that to me. John Campbell? Yeah. John Campbell? I'm gonna what what yeah. what place are you working? What well where are you working? You I'm know. a cop, you idiot. I know you are a cop, okay? I know, okay, that's what you tell me. You are a cop. I'm yeah. a cop too. Yeah. But why are you bother me that way? You son of a bitch. Breakfast was so good. I'm. I wish I could have another one. I I diet all the time, and then I hit a certain weight, which is like beyond my goal weight, like it's a little low. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh no, I better eat more because I'll get sick. So even when I hit my goal weight, so I I rush to eat this morning, thinking maybe I'm not eating enough, and then my weight will go up, and I'll bum out. You can't win with that weight loss. What are you eating over there? I see you busy. I had a nut. A nut? What do you mean? That's one nut you're eating over there? Looks like you're... One or two. What kind of nuts are those? Regular old nuts. But you're so involved with it. Well, nuts go all over. I got to get it out of there. You got a toothpick? You want one? (laughs) (laughs) I always have a toothpick. I'll be okay. I watch you. I see what you're doing. Sometimes I don't watch you. I get behind my screens because I get distracted. I'm watching you eat that nut. I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> you know, and, and you get annoyed because nobody likes to be viewed when they're eating. No, it's not yeah. what you uh, yeah. consider some of your best looks. Even when I watch 600 Pound Life, I realize how much I am like those people because um, the woman this week 
she weighs 618 pounds or something like that. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to be around people when I'm eating. Eating's my big pleasure. And uh, I don't want people judging me when I'm eating. So that's what. Yeah, and I'm like, her, you know what? It's probably like sex. Do you really want to be watched? Right. I don't. Having sex? No. And I don't. Unless you're Brent. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be viewed so when I'm eating. Yeah, I'm just fascinated. There's a guy uh, who could be on your 600-pound life. Jabba the Hutt? Jabba the Jedi. Yeah, Jedi <laughs> Jabba the Hutt, the guy they just arrested. Where was he, in Iraq? or He was a he was a member of ISIS. Yes. Big fatso. They had to load him. On a flatbed truck, yeah, 500 they, pounds. Who found him? The Army. I don't uh, know. It was, you know, some of those uh, anti-terrorist fighters in Iraq. High-pitched jihadi. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, yeah, that guy. He's a real big mess. Yeah. You always think of uh, terrorists as being slim. Yeah, like hot. Well, he defies that. <laughs> hot like type. like a Jesus-type body because they're <laughs> sacrificing. That's right, and they're lean and mean because they're ready to go fight. Well, you're right because uh, jihadis and the, these uh, ISIS guys, they're always like talking about minimalist kind of lifestyles, you know? And not these, being greedy yeah. and uh consuming too much yeah they have all kind of religious rules like these pricks have been preaching against the evils of american excess for so long uh it's just weird to see that one of them has american style morbid obesity yeah like he should be an american like you can't even imagine having that much weight in iraq the guy's name was shifa alnima but <laughs> the press called him jabba the hut well they called him jabba the jedi I mean, the uh, jihadi. Jabba no. the jihadi. No. They've called him the jihadi. Uh, Jabba the jihadi. I have it written right here. Oh. <laughs> He's like four of Benji. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Benji. <laughs> but he should be in his parents' basement trolling people on Twitter. He shouldn't be like, he's actually, like, he was actually a big ISIS leader. And like had he was so bad he ordered executions and bombings, but you put a you know you put a a, a nice Hawaiian shirt on him he'd fit right in at the Mall of America. Uh, uh, well, I was gonna say that now they can start doing these shows in Iraq. Now that we know jihadis can be over five or six hundred pounds, yeah, we can have. Uh, they shouldn't be that easy to catch, th that hard to catch. My six hundred pound jihadi life. Yeah, someone didn't get a Peloton for Ramadan. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was over, I think, in Iran or no, something. No, it was Iraq. Was it Iraq? Yeah. Yeah. That guy needs Dr. Now. And Dr. Now was from Iran, but unfortunately, he came to this country because this fat jihadi needed the stomach stapling. Why you eat so much? Dr. Now is originally from Iran. Right. I'd like to see him question this guy. That big fat guy looks like he's a jihadi, but he's on jihad against salad. <laughs> he weighed more than 72 virgins, Robin. <laughs> yeah, how's he going to deal with a virgin? Yeah, how's he going to fuck 72 virgins, let alone one? What, what does he think? When he goes to heaven, he loses all that weight? No. Yeah. Someone told me he had to buy a suicide vest at the big and tall terrorist <laughs> store. <laughs> And they say this big fat jihadi who is uh, like 600, 500 something, close to 600 pounds, 
that he was part of 9-11, and he had to buy three seats on a plane. That's how, he, um, that's how, how you didn't get up on the plane. Right, Robin? That's right. He couldn't fit. Yeah. He would have been there. They say bin Laden was hiding in his folds. <laughs> I tell you, I got a million of them. You know, he could get a few people out. Yeah. But I like that, yeah, he didn't fit in any car they had there. Yeah, people say, how did he get so fat? He had a hummus IV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are, they, what are they eating over there that gets you so fat? Don't they have like that flat bread and, and yeah, hummus? Yeah, and, and hummus. Yeah, he shouldn't. Yeah, when they captured him, they, they interrogated him, and they found out he bought his prayer rug at Lane Bryant. Well, this is the thing. It was like, well, what do you, you know how when, when you get a fat person on the phone, it's how you interrogate them. What do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> Yeah, what are you, what you eating? <laughs> Remember when we took all of my books and we weighed high pitch Eric and he weighed 103, co- 133 copies yeah. of Howard Stern Comes yeah. Again? I don't think you have enough copies to weigh this guy. We could weigh him in Koran. <laughs> I keep pulling out my headphones. I've been doing that for the last two shows. Hold on a sec. <sighs> and who's bringing him food? Who's his enabler? Yeah. Yeah. Probably when they go to those villages and capture people, they enslave a few of them and they have to cook for them and stuff. Yeah, the, I read one article where they said he weighed 300 pounds, but we knew he no, didn't. No, no, no. 560. Yeah. yeah. Eric was 133 copies of Howard Stern Comes Again, which was 321 pounds. And this guy's three times the size of Eric. So. Who's high pitch? Exactly. High pitch jihadi. <laughs> That's who we're talking about. Did you see the crazy article about the guy suing Pornhub because they don't have uh, subtitles and um, the deaf people can't jerk off properly? No, I did not see that. Yeah, a New that York guy. Me. He was, The claim was that the website Pornhub is in violation of uh, the something called the Americans with Disabilities Act or ADA. Right. I don't think they were thinking of that when they passed that law, but I guess it falls in their jurisdiction. It's weird, too, because the, the, the movie that upset him was something called Hot Step Aunt Babysits Disobedient Nephew. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, if they put the title up, that's kind of all you need to know. You really don't need to hear it. Yeah, anything. just hear, uh, wait a minute, is he deaf? Yeah, he's deaf. So oh. he's got the premise. It's, okay. a, it's a hot aunt, but she's a step aunt, of and course. She, and he can see all the action. Yeah. But I know what he means in a way. I mean, you need to hear the dialogue. I, I am. I'm a weird guy. Like guys usually are, are just visual, but I do need I like a nice story to go with my <laughs> porn. I've told you that a million times. I kind of dig it. Like I need build up. OK, so I understand what this guy's talking about. But yeah, initially I was thinking that you meant he was blind. And no, no, no. no. He needs to, to read what they're saying. Yeah, he's a deaf guy. And, I don't even know that he's deaf. He's just figured out the lawsuit. He's suing on behalf of deaf people. But then I found out that it says here Pornhub has a closed captioning section with over 1,200 videos. But I guess that's not enough. Not enough. Guy. Not the one he wanted. I remember he used to be embarrassed to say you jerked off. Now people are suing over it. Well, I think Pornhub always thought we can get away with anything over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to turn us in. Yeah. Turns out that this is the age of no shame. I just hope he really cares about deaf people and he's not just doing this for money. Well, um, even if he is, deaf 
deaf people will benefit. Because it says this guy has sued before. He sued Fox News, the New York Post, other media outlets claiming ADA violations. And um, well, you can't figure out whether he's really deaf or not. I don't know. The, I don't know this guy. I don't know anything about it other than it's an interesting premise because people used to be too ashamed to admit they masturbate. But I do understand. But what a cool job that'll be if they have to convert the entire Pornhub library to, you know, closed caption. What a great job to have to transcribe all that porn. I could. Oh I would, God, oh that's better than being oh the guy who rolls joints for Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I think. Or folds oh, open toilet paper. Please, yeah. Please no, not fucking mouth. Not yeah. Try transcribing this. Please come in my mouth. Fuck, my ass is whoa the fuck. Slow down, I'm typing. Yeah, how do they do that? Does somebody actually physically listen to it and type, or do they have one of those like machines like uh Oh, you think they can just transcribe it right. by a machine? Well, listen. Well, that's no fun. Yeah. By the way, it now brings up the question what do blind people do for pornography? I don't know. They listen to this. <laughs> but there was a time I remember when people were ashamed of porn. That's that's why I enjoyed going on open air terrestrial radio and talking about my masturbation because people were so ashamed of it. But now people go in front of lawyers and judges and demand their right to masturbate to porn. Uh, in a way, I miss the shame. For my act, it was much better when people yes. were ashamed. My ass is whoa the fuck out. <laughs> There is porn for the blind, actually. I should tell you that. Here it is. This is um, Fuckfest College Fuckfest. Oh. Yeah, that's what they it's called. They had to say Fuckfest twice. It's Blind College Fuckfest College Fuckfest. <laughs> that's what it says on here. But this is actual porn made for the blind. Okay. okay, so this is a porn for the blind presents collegefuckfest.com. Uh, upon arriving at the website... You will see several different images of party scenes uh, with women in various locations around the party while other people look on and dance and have fun. Quickly moves to two girls that find a this bedroom. This is horrible. To- yeah, I would think they could make like, um, you know, oh, hello. I see you're rubbing my titties. You know what I mean? Like, like, like a conversation and then, oh. But I mean, even in the porn, if it's, you know, well, you're being interactive with the person who's sitting there listening. When you're watching a porn, it's people you're not interacting with, interacting with each other. Hide away at and enjoy each other's company. The clip now moves back. By the way, Fred just came. Sounds like a football <laughs> game in the background. <laughs> yeah. Hey, way to go, Fred. Back out to the park. Fred likes uh, porn for the blind. setting <laughs> where there are several girls still dancing, showing their breasts. Um, several girls address the camera directly. But... By the way, this guy doesn't have the greatest voice to be explaining no, what's going on. he's terrible. <laughs> and he's like kind of laughing during my porn. I need him to be serious, like Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Yeah. By saying things like, this is how you suck a dick. Uh... There are other girls engaging in sex. It is a quick-moving clip. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to watch this a couple times. And it tells you to join the party at the website. My goodness. Super steamy. Uh, Really? This is what blind people get? You and I could make a ton of dough doing, like, you know, with your sexy voice, Robin, and 
you know, I could I could orchestrate a few scenes with you and <laughs> help blind people jerk off. Seriously. There you go. Oh, Robin, I see you're a little bit warm in here. Maybe you need to relax and take off something. <laughs> you know. Well, what would you like me to take off first? I got to tell you, Robin, ever since mom and dad got married <laughs> and you moved into the house. Oh, am I? Is this uh, stepbrother and sister? Porn? Yeah, you're my stepsister. <laughs> I have to say, I really love my stepsister and I love having you here. Oh, oh, you're gross. Get out of here. Well, just think about it, though. We get to spend time together, and I can say you're slowly becoming my best friend. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, wow. want to do some ayahuasca? <laughs> oh, what kind of porn is this? I'm going to get you really high, and then you're going to fuck me. <laughs> Did you read about that? Uh, some some woman is saying that she got had a real bad experience. She was sexually assaulted by a shaman oh at an God. ayahuasca retreat. Well, what do you expect? But where was the ayahuasca retreat? Retreat. Uh, let me see. I, I kind of glanced at this. The woman was the only female in her group and noticed that she was getting special attention from the shaman. By the way, when Robin did her ayahuasca, she went to some guy called the Master. I did not. She did. I did not go with it. Say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was master. No, he was a shaman, too. Did you call him shaman? I didn't call him anything. Right. Why do people have to be called something? Just give me that drink. Well, Bill Maher hit it on the head this week. He was it was great. You know, talk, you know, I like Bill. I, too, praised uh, Prince Harry and Meghan for, you know, leaving the monarchy because it, the monarchy is disgusting. It really it just really is the idea that people still bow to someone and call right, him your, your highness. And it's like you go to you go to religion gets into this too. Oh, your holiness! And they start kissing the guy's hand, and it's like, dude, it's just another dude. Well, I was watching this Pope special dude. that yeah. they had on some channel this uh, this weekend, and they were saying the Pope is a rock star. I'm like, no, he's not. He's got a title, and the title is the rock star because any Pope will get a crowd if you send him somewhere. He's not the Rolling Stones. Yeah, he doesn't really have a town. And and it's, well, anyway, this woman, let me see if I can pull some facts out. The woman was the only female in her group. She She's, was probably in, in downtown, in the Greenwich Village somewhere. That'll be good for our blind porn. <laughs> Robin, I am your shaman. Come over here. That's it. We'll have shaman and ayahuasca student. It seems to me you're very unfulfilled, my dear. Would you like to take an ayahuasca trip? Look, it probably wasn't even ayahuasca because if that woman okay, was sexually assaulted while he was Hello? vomiting and shitting, it's crazy. Fred has his pants off. What are you doing <laughs> yeah, over come there? Come on, get on with it. Oh, I'm just stuck in reality. God. <laughs> what is this? Gay porn for the blind. Second column in green. <laughs> this is, uh, Pornhub has this. It seems to me they're addressing the ADA's concerns. When he says how big his cock is, he also grips it through his shorts. And the camera switches from the right to the left, and now we see that he has a bit of a lazy right eye. There's a cut, and now we see Thomas starting to rub his dick through his shorts again. He hmm. traces the length of it as long as leg. This is gay It's porn. really big, as promised. Robin, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get into the right context here. Fred's touching my foot. <laughs> the camera moves to the right. The man takes Thomas's big hard cock into his mouth. And Thomas tells him to go slow, which the man does. Hmm. You can and now the camera is back on the left side again. And the man is licking and sucking Thomas's balls while Thomas grips his own cock and then starts to lightly jerk off just the tip. 
Honestly, I zoned out. I'm confused. Who's grabbing whose cock? I don't I'm know. I'm lost. Thomas has dingleberries. The camera what? moves to the right. Why do I care where the camera's nice. moving? Maybe you want to, be, you know, you want to be a director one day. <laughs> Man's head in a little closer to his balls. Yeah, my my idea of good uh, blind porn would be to actually get people to act out scenarios. Yeah, you know, and be very verbal. Not to describe to me what's going on, and you can hear. Well, maybe we don't know. You know, maybe we don't know what people want. <laughs> Thomas's left ball sags lower than his right. Depressed about this, he mentions to his partner that he feels his balls are ugly. His partner tells him his balls are beautiful and gives them a kiss. After he kisses, he's pulling a hair out of his mouth. Thomas just farted cum after having a penis in his ass. But you're not telling me where the camera is. Camera's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Cameras to my left. No, wait, your left. No, his left. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm bad with left and right. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. What do you think, Thomas? Tom when he says how big his cock is. <laughs> yeah. He also grips it through his shorts. Oh. And the camera switches from the right to the left. Thomas is spreading his legs, and he's laying flat on his back on the bed. Uh-oh. Thomas just left a shit streak on the bed. Seems he's had an accident. The camera moves in and gives you a close-up of the shit streak. Shit stain on his bed. <laughs> I'm a messy little the, His partner, Stephen, says, hey, don't worry about it. That's a lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> Means I'm hot. Right. Means you couldn't control your assgasm. <laughs> yeah, so... um Getting back to this ayahuasca story, because I know you did it, and I hated that you did it, and I don't even know that you weren't sexually assaulted during your, <laughs> and you don't even remember it, because uh, essentially what happened with this woman's claiming is the shaman, you know, gave her her ayahuasca, and like, basically roofied her, but I mean, with ayahuasca, she was so out of it that he fucked her. You're not that out of it on ayahuasca. Really? No. But she says, he told, oh, so the shaman is telling her. He's given her all this special attention, and the shaman tells her he was unfulfilled sexually in his marriage. Robin, I'm... It's not your trip, shaman. It's my trip. <laughs> Robin, I'm glad you came to my ayahuasca clinic here in Peru. Oh, shaman, I'm so glad to be here. And you know, seeking spiritual enlightenment is something I like to help. Uh, I, I like people who seek uh, spiritual enlightenment. It shows well, me... I just want to... I want to be connected with my purpose. I'm going to ask you now to put on the sacramental, what is it called? Sacraments, the robes of the ayahuasca <laughs> searcher, if you do not mind. Oh, I didn't know there were robes involved. And no need for shame. Take off your bra and panties. Uh, and I'll. And are you going to stay here? Yes, because I'm a shaman. Oh. Okay. And that's part of the ritual, All so right. I can anoint you with it's, water. It's a little weird, but okay. Yeah. I've never done this before. Uh, you know what? Let me turn my back so you feel more comfortable. Thank you. So I can show you that a shaman is above petty human desire. Okay, I'm taking, mm. I'm, I'm sliding my, my uh, shoulder straps of my bra off my arms, and now I'm loosening the uh, ties in the back, and now my breasts are fully exposed. 
And by the way, may I say, Robin, that the, the room smells extra fresh. You must be a woman that rubs your vagina and checks the, the smell. So I appreciate that. I took that. a shower before. Yes, and please call me master. That's what uh, most of my students... <laughs> most of my I have students, a problem with that, Shabbat. Well, I'll tell you, uh, a lot of my black... Um, <laughs> a lot of my black uh, people who come to see me won't call me master either. <laughs> Um, um, Robin, please close your robes. I can see your vagina's fully oh, shaved. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't realize you shaved at all. indisposed. You know, Robin, I, I know or this exposed. is... exposed. I feel comfortable telling you that I am a married man, but my marriage has been loveless for well, quite some time now. What's that got to do with my purpose? I just want you to know that I can open up to you as well as you opening to me. Ah, uh, thank you. That's thank right. You. Yeah. Makes me more comfortable. Now... At this part of the ceremony, I will remove my pants and, and, and then oh, administer. <laughs> well, I'm still wearing my underwear. But really? You yeah. remove your pants? Of course, because I'll need to assist your, and, and twist your body into a million different ways to oh. assist you in your ayahuasca experience so that okay. you may find your purpose. When do I take the ayahuasca? Now. Okay. Let's hope your purpose is in my robe. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. What's I'm that? Taking the ayahuasca. Oh my god, you're a terrible actress. <laughs> I'm thinking of the blind right now. <laughs> That's the noisy. Oh, I see. Oh dear, my penis seems to have slipped loose from my trousers. Oh my goodness. Do you mind that it's hanging so freely and openly? It's it's uh, awfully big. Pay no attention to my boner, Mr. Shaman. <laughs> That's just the natural reaction to the. Did uh, you do ayahuasca too? Yes, I took a dose this morning, and <laughs> I find that I get fully aroused. Don't mind that I'm nine and a half inches long. Oh, my. And thicker than any beer can in America. Where are you expecting that to go? Nowhere, because I'm a professional shaman. Uh, okay. Right. Now, I'm going to lie down here because I'm I want you to lay on your back. a little dizzy, yeah. Uh, yeah, and open your robes if you're hot, because uh, <gasps> I won't really yes, look. Yes, it's a little close in here. Yeah. Are you feeling healed yet? I'm feeling a little drowsy hmm. actually. Alright, that's a good time for me to put my penis in your mouth. Oh! <laughs> hey, this is pretty good. I got a boner. <laughs> I mean, Howard has a boner. You're good at this. Let me squat well, over. Well, let's go into the studio later today. Yeah, we can make a Start fortune. making some money. I need to squat over your face now <laughs> so that my balls hang right into your nose. Oh, shaman. <laughs> you see anything on that ayahuasca yet? So anyway, here, let me get back to the story. This yes. Is, this is way <laughs> out of control. By the way, you were excellent. Bravo. I'm going to get one of those AVN awards. Yeah. Finally, I'll be awarded. I didn't even get up to the part where I tell you I need to breastfeed from you. <laughs> uh, ayahuasca. Weren't you like shitting and vomiting? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't see how you're assaulting somebody with this going. Well, okay. So she was the only female in the group. The shaman told her that he was unfulfilled sexually in his marriage. Eventually, she claims he coerced her into sexual acts while under the influence of the drug. The article suggests that this is not an uncommon problem in the world of ayahuasca. Yeah, the problem is who comes to get it. <laughs> well, from what I know from what Robin went through, I, don't be shocked when you go to a third world country and you're in a hut. Well, where is she? Because I'm telling you, people are getting their ayahuasca experiences right on the corner these days. Well, I'll tell you what. 
Who even knows if she was ayahuasca? She could have been roofied. That's what I'm saying. But she probably was here. She was in Peru. This was Same in Peru? place as you. Now, uh, Peru's a big, pretty big place. <laughs> he, no, she went to your place. <laughs> Did the shaman look at you sexually at all? No. No? No. What were you wearing for your shaman type? Regular clothes. What is regular clothes? A like mini skirt? what I'm wearing now. A, you know, a shirt and pants. Let me see. Model for me. <laughs> so steamy. <laughs> Who am I, Roger Ailes? <laughs> hey, uh, can I smell Give your sweaty beef? Give me a beef? twirl. Give me a twirl, Robin. Let me see what's doing. <laughs> what about the guy who rubbed uh, candy and rocks on your breasts on the side of the road? You saw the video. Yeah. He wasn't doing anything. Looked like his cock was out. Uh, <laughs> was he rubbing rocks on your belly, right? He was just placing rocks like if you were having a massage. Yeah. Placing rocks and shaking herbs over me. Yeah. I'm convinced that's how Robin got sick. <laughs> I'm serious. Everywhere that guy put a rock, she had a problem. Oh, my goodness. I didn't have problems yeah. in many places. Yeah, well. How soon after you had those rocks did that whole thing? No, develop? I was already feeling. That was part of the thing. I uh, didn't understand why I was so tired. I see. So the rocks were going to revive you. No, it wasn't like the rocks were going to revive me. As Sometimes, because I have so much energy, I thought, well, maybe I'm just bored. Maybe I need to find a purpose for myself. So some guy rubbing rocks on you would have been your purpose? It's going to enlighten me. It was uh, what people do to become enlightened I was exploring. You're lucky he didn't conk you over the head with one of those rocks and take your pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. They were the sweetest people. Yeah. Sweet people ripping you off. No. They pay me to rub rocks me, on you. It wasn't expensive. It was a witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. That's why I need to be with you 24-7. Sometimes <laughs> I'll call her and I go, what are you up to? Just so I can see that she's doing something normal. Uh, like everything you do is normal. Oh, Fred has a YouTube clip of you referring to the shaman as master. I do. What? Well, you did. Here it comes. 100 hours to get there. Yes. And then they say, you know, we have a shaman here who wants to read <laughs> Wait for cocoa it leaves, cocoa leaves for you. Oh, God, Robin, <laughs> what are you doing? You're, you're insane. Howard, I walk into the room where the master's because they say, okay, now it's time for your ayahuasca ceremony. Oh, oh big deal. And they bring me the into master. this room. There are mats and pillows lining the walls. But there are two buckets in the room. Uh -oh. So then the master starts to explain to me. He says, See? you are going <laughs> to But I didn't call him master. I'm you saying that did. to you. You probably did. Please. You're so high you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're nude and you're yeah. high. <laughs> yeah. I bet you your shaman was trying to fuck you. You just didn't pick up on it. Right. <clears throat> you're very naive when it comes to that. Sure. You don't even know what guys are up to. <laughs> <laughs> the shaman rubbed Robin while healing rocks all over, pu putting healing rocks all over her body. Ass treaks. Then you shit and threw up all over yourself. Well, not uh, with the rocks and the mm. herbs. That was not anyway. an ayahuasca <clears throat> ceremony. <clears throat> so, ladies, this is what can happen with ayahuasca. Well, uh, first of all, why would you go into a room where you felt uncomfortable because you were the only woman? No. This is what happens. You go to Peru and you think uh, you know what you're doing, and you, and you know. No, she. I mean, there's a story there that she already was feeling a little uncomfortable. No. She should have said something. I'm just trying to warn you. I'm not going anywhere. 
How much does it cost you to have rocks rubbed on your body? I don't recall, but again, it wasn't expensive. Did he rub them on your titties? No. Bullshit. Titties. Robin Shaman is on the phone. <laughs> What's up? Oh, Mistress Robin. I still think of you. Are you beating off? Who is this, Peter Lorre? (laughs) (laughs) He's still beating off to you. Oh, your shit, your vomit. Mistress Robin, could you drive? All right. (laughs) Mistress Robin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, anyway, uh, so yeah, there's a deaf guy. There's a guy suing on behalf of the deaf for Pornhub. There's a woman who was assaulted while getting her ayahuasca, and the big fat jihadi, um, uh, an ISIS leader, is now been taken into custody. Yeah. And hopefully they'll hang him. Well, there's e- it's easy to torture him. Just don't feed him. I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back right after these words. Wow. I got to get... I, I should have really practiced guitar instead of getting religious Wait lessons. a minute. Wait a minute. You should have been rowing. You should have been practicing guitar. Here's what I would... If I had my life to do over... If I had had some guidance or a male role model, I would have, like, been a rower because I can't get head injuries from that, (laughs) right? You don't get a concussion. That's right. I'd be super ripped. I would, instead of going to religious training school for some dumb shit I never believed in, I had had to study a language that was all made up about a made up. We don't even know if there was anybody real up in the sky. You know, it, the whole fucking thing was crazy, but I could have been playing guitar that whole time. See? So I would be a rower, I would be a masterful guitar player, and I'd be an artist painter. Uh-huh. And I do radio, too, of course. Because that's... Oh, you do that, too? Sure. Well, I'd have a lot of time because I'm a kid, and I don't have any... You know, I, I just have a lot of free time. But no, instead, what did I do? I sat around my parents' house taking drugs. <laughs> and hiding it. That was it. Like a schlub. Like a douche. <laughs> like a chump. Like a chump. Like a dude. What's that song? Like a chump. Like a like douche. Chumpe, like a chump. That was me. Oh, I got to talk to this guy, Riley. He called in yesterday. Yesterday, And he says he went on, he went to the Oprah tour. Oh, he did? 218 bucks for a ticket. You got to hear this. Now, keep an open mind, Robin, because you'll see, you'll be on my team once uh, you uh, hear what this guy oh, did. okay. You're going to go like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, Riley. Hey, well, I think I'm on both of your team. Just wait until you hear about what I experienced. All right, so tickets were uh, how much? What did you pay? 218 So 218 and one of my mom's friends backed out, so I didn't have to pay, thank God. 218 and, uh, bucks, we- and you were on the last row. Last row. Because <laughs> I was going to say, do you middle. get to hang around all day for 218 bucks? Oh, yeah. So but you'll wish you, you would have paid 500 to get out of there after an hour. <laughs> oh, within the first 10 minutes, I had a panic attack. I was like, I don't know how long I can handle this. Here's the notes so I got. The event yeah. went from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. with a one-hour break for lunch. Uh-huh. And it sounds like torture. Does Do a lot so of people that, leave by lunch, you know, like they don't come back? I saw some people leaving, but the lunch <laughs> hour is... So there's 18,000 people in this arena, and there's like one FEMA camp table of boxes of lunch that they're just kind of handing out. And people are milling about in the, you know, the halls of the arena. 
And my mom and I just looked at each other like, Jesus Christ. And then the other best part, Howard, is they're, um, she's talking about wellness and everything, and they still have the concession stands open, and people are getting hot dogs and soda and pretzel, and they're drinking, and it's just like, <laughs> Yeah, big cans the? of soda and stuff like that. Yeah, let me read oh. you the notes here. This is all from you, uh, Riley. So he gets yeah. to the event. And like he says, the event is about what well, the, the premise is, you know, Oprah's going to teach you about wellness, even okay. though she doesn't look particularly great. But the well, what do looks have to do with what being well? Well, I just think part of it is appearance. You know, I, I mean, what else can I judge? You know, like if you're that yeah. together, why are you so overweight? That's my point. You know, that clearly yeah. indicates an emotional problem. So, OK, Absolutely. the event is about wellness. The concession stands were all pretzels, hot dogs, popcorn, soda, and alcohol. How is that about wellness? Um, Stood online for 40 minutes for lunch to get a box of Panera food. The the venue looked like a hurricane shelter with everyone sitting on the floor eating lunch. Oh, no, not even tables and chairs? No, and the whole time I was waiting in this line, I just thought, what is Oprah doing backstage? Oh, she ain't sitting on the floor. Wait, Oprah comes out at 10 a.m. and never leaves. She sits in the audience when she's not on stage. While she's in the audience, a giant spotlight is constantly on her. Oh, my. Riley says it made it hard yeah. to see who was actually on stage. So I guess they don't want you to feel like Oprah's not there not with there. you. there, yeah. So they're trying to prove to you that Oprah's still there with you so you feel you got your money's worth. Like as if we can't see her, you know. They have to put a huge, giant light on her. And if she moved on the floor, they'd follow her. Well, here's the problem with the show. It's like, it's a show, but Oprah really doesn't There's do no anything. Show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Oprah's on a stand-up. She's not a musician. She's not a dancer. So they don't know what to do with her. So she just sits there. She's actually an audience member while other people perform, and you get to watch Oprah watching the other people. <laughs> I don't get yeah. this whole thing. I'm sorry. All right. What everyone- made him go? Oh, it was a free ticket, and I'm a stand-up comedian. I said, shit, I need to go for the material. Oh, okay. All right, so listen to this. This is my favorite part. This is all Riley's notes. Julianne Huff led an exercise session, but Riley says they were near impossible to do because the place was so crowded there wasn't room to move. Because you know what it is? Oprah's sitting at home trying to figure out, well, how do I make money going on tour? I can't do anything. I don't tell jokes. I'm not particularly funny. I want to go on tour, but I don't do what you do on a tour. Right. So I'll go, but, but everyone wants to see me. So I'll go on tour and I'll get Julianne Huff to exercise and I'll keep a big spotlight on me while I watch her. And then, and then I'll tell everyone to do the exercises, but nobody's even prepared to do the exercises because they're not, there's no room to exercise. It, it just, the whole thing doesn't make sense. It's ill-conceived. Like, I know, like, I've got a lot of fans, and I know if I did stand-up, a lot of people would go see me because, they, you know, they're fans of mine, and they want to see my stand-up. But I don't do stand-up. But it would be like if I sat home and said, but wait, there's all that money sitting out there if I go on tour. So I'll go on tour and get somebody else to do, uh, I'll get I'll get Shuli to do stand-up, and I'll sit in the audience and watch him and keep a spotlight on me. Well, yeah, a lot of people will do that. They'll have a tour, but they'll have... A lot of comedians, and they'll just introduce you to Right. But Oprah hasn't done that. So what did you do when Oprah was at? Like, was Oprah exercising with you, or does she just watch? 
Well, so she was in the she was in the stand with the bright light on her. I couldn't really see what she was doing. The um the one part that I really honestly thought of you, Howard, was that she had this meditation guy come out. And he told the whole arena to be quiet, but you know it's January and it's Minnesota, so you just hear like ten thousand Baba Booies just like. <clears throat> and i'm like oh my god i'm getting sick i'm getting sick what is oh i'm gonna get some like i was just freaking out the whole time like how can i meditate yeah and people were yelling out baba booey i kind of like that no i was the coughing it It would have been a great time for a baba booey i I told you those people aren't listening (laughs) oh baba booey i thought about it Oprah's Brooklyn show with Michelle Obama next month is sold out, which, you know, on paper, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to go see Oprah. And, then and you hang get there. out with Oprah. Yeah, and you, and you somehow think something's going to happen, and then you realize, well, but Oprah does a talk show. It's, it's, so she's going to, who did she interview at your show? So it was Tina Fey, and it was really good, but, of course, she was the the last thing. Mm. Um and she was good, but I could listen to her more. But here's this is the best part, Howard. So at the end, Tina leaves, and Oprah starts showing photos of her mansion to us. That I don't get. And she's showing, she's showing us her mansion, and then she tells us that she um, she's talking about how many trees she had in her property, and um, being super relatable that she is, she told us she hired a tree counter. What's the point of like showing off yeah. the wealth? Like, is that like a Liberace move? Like, Liberace used to go on stage and wear like a different outfit for every piano song, and, and with diamonds and diamond well, encrusted that's outfits. Appropriate and, for the moment, though. Yeah, I mean, but what's her house got to do with anything? Because what is what is she going to do? What is the point of a tree counter? She she wants to know how many trees she had on her property. But I like guess. I have property. Do why do I? I don't know how many trees. I don't I either. Have. Why does um, she want to know that? But why does she have to tell you she hired somebody to count the trees? Exactly. That's a weird question, Robin. Because we need to ask her that. She yeah. needs to come in here. Like Oprah, you have a tree counter. Why? And why do you need to tell people I, you have a tree counter? Because most people don't even have a tree. Because <laughs> they, they're broke. Well, you know, exactly here's the sad truth about America. There's a ton of people who are broke. And when you're up on stage telling them that you hired a tree counter, you're like, hey, Oprah, I'll do that. How much does it pay? I can count your trees for you. Yeah, and there didn't, the people there didn't seem like they were flying private after the event, which she also told us she was going to do. And I was like, that's relatable. What, why does she tell you she's flying? Does she show you pictures of her, of her private plane? I, I wish, because I would love to see. She just told us, she goes, you know, when I fly home on my private jet tonight and I go home and see y'all go through my gate and see my trees, I I get so excited and I'm blessed every time. It's just, it's like, it's, it was like her Instagram live. Why is she telling people, you know, some schlub in the audience? Who can, yeah. You know, like, like. What is, like, what was that uh, preacher who used to brag about all the stuff that his congregation paid for? And he said, I'm not ashamed to be rich. I'm successful, but it's kind of, you remember there was a guy robbing up. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of yeah. who it was. Kind of reminds me of that. It's like, Hey, let me show you how wealthy I am. That'll be my act. It did seem very like the church of Oprah. But why should we worship her? Because she has a big house. I told you you'd get worked up like me if, uh, 
Well, but this is why I don't watch. Why should I be worked up about Oprah? She doesn't deserve my work up. No, I have to monitor her if you won't. Someone here has to. If I don't monitor, who will? I refuse to let her get under my skin. There's a rumor. Did she talk about this, that her tree counter is dating the toilet paper folder <laughs> at her estate? There's all kinds of romance going on there. She didn't bring that up. She didn't bring it up? She didn't bring it up. Maybe he's dating. she's dating the chef that's there. So Tina Fey was good, but you have to wait till what? How many hours is this event? It's from 10? Oh, so this is like, this is like, well, after the, the chaotic lunch, which was a fiasco, and then after the lunch, Julianne Huff came back out and tried to get us to move around. And I'm like, I just shoved my face with a box lunch that I had 10 minutes to eat. So it was pretty poorly planned. But then Tina Fey came out and it was probably 50 minutes. So by that time, it's like 2 o'clock. I've been, it started at 9. We got there a little late. Thank God. Thank God. I know. Thank God my mom's a drunk and was hungover. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did at any point Oprah just stand up and heal someone in the audience? Because we're pretty close to that at this point. Well, so there was this workbook part. She get so we you get the we got this bag underneath our seat, which was like stuff you get at like a Walgreens and like toiletry section. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything special, and of course some WW snacks. Well, Weight Watchers thing was like a was a WW infomercial, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, she should have paid but, you to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, she um, had us do this workbook, and she's wanting people to do these workbooks. But really, she'd walk around the floor of the arena. Really, everyone just wanted to take selfies with her, and she was, like, getting annoyed. And it's like, well, what do you expect, Oprah? Yeah, you've given them no entertainment, and you're walking around down on the floor. Here's Here's what we wrote. The guests have workbook time. So now they've been fed this shitty lunch which is disorganized. They've been sitting on the floor. Then the, Julianne Huff comes up, and there's a big spotlight on Oprah. She watches Julianne Huff, you know. And, I mean, you're basically just paying to sit in the room with Oprah. She's not really right. doing that much. And then and then the guests are told they have workbook time. now. What is this workbook? What's in there? So there was, like, different, like, rate yourself on... Um, you know, can I be better in this area? Can I, you know, and, and Oprah's doing it with you. And there's like the ones about money. She's like, well, we, sh- we know where I stand on this one. It's kind of like she was like rubbing it in our faces. How rich she is. <laughs> yeah. Like how rich she is. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I work, you know, over 40 hours a week, Oprah. Yeah. But my chef, my chef is at home cooking for me. So yeah, getting everything all prepared. Does she speak in tongues at any point? No tongue speaking, but I spoke to her in tongue. Because she's this close to being a religious figure, you know? So the workbook. So you get the workbook, and it says Uh here during this time, Oprah roams the audience like a school teacher checking on people's work. And when, and as you say, when people aren't working so hard and they want to take selfies, Oprah gets annoyed. Yes, and the whole th- the whole thing was, what's your goals? What's your goals for 2020? And my mom had the best line. She, my mom goes, well, I'm retired and I'm done working, so I've reached my goals for my life. Yeah, so she's my done. my mom and I just kind of, yeah, she's done. She hit it. I mean, she doesn't have a tree counter or a Chef Raymond, but, um, you know, so we kind of just sat there and looked at everybody. And But you could tell people were, like, halfway through it, people were over it. And I think that's why, like, the drinking started. Yeah, like someone said to me the other night, we went to dinner and a friend said, what is your goals as a couple for 2020? 
And I looked at Beth and I go, what the fuck's wrong with us? We don't have any gold as a couple. Yeah, did you take out your workbook? I guess to, I took out my workbook and I, I, to fuck Beth. <laughs> I mean, what are my goals? And she, evidently she sits down with her husband and they plan out their goals for 2020. What were their goals? Uh, I don't even remember. I zoned out. I was eating a big, a big, uh, big salad. I was enjoying one of those fancy kale salads, uh, which I liked. What Let's are see. Your what are your goals? So, you know, you're, and, and you know what it reminds me of? Like, Oprah's like a kid who plays in their playroom and they pretend to be a school teacher. Right. Like, she's no teacher. She's a, Well, she's she, pretending to be everything a spiritual leader. Right. Uh, you a weight know, loss a counselor. person, a weight loss counselor. Yeah. And most of her shit's about weight. And, you know, again, I do have to point out the woman has a weight issue. And, you know, she's the last person I would take advice from. And so, like, when I'm filling out my workbook, I'm just going to want to say to her, well, where's your workbook, Oprah? <laughs> because it's clearly not working. Well, the one area is money. Yeah, okay. So, it's, yeah, so she shows you she has a lot of money. And let's face it, that's all pretty lucky, you know? Show business is so weird. That, that, that afternoon, is- if, you know, if, if Phil Donahue hadn't figured out the Oprah show for her, I, and I, you know, who knows what Oprah would be doing. But the point is, Howard, as successful as she has been with money, she can't transfer it to other areas of her life. Right. And and how that's come, the point. And how come the spotlight isn't on her, Riley, when uh, you're eating that shitty box lunch? I mean, where she's feasting right. in her she's dressing room. Yeah. God only knows eating what. I mean, she, why is not the spotlight on her on the floor eating that fucking box? Why is lunch? she sitting there with a Panera box? Right. With you? Exactly. Yeah. Chef uh, was Stanley like, was, was busy. Seri- what? It was seriously one area, Howard, for these 18,000 people to get these lunches. It wasn't like it was d- divided up. You feel like you're cattle. Yeah, that's what I'm getting is this feeling that you're being herded around. Uh, Riley claims Oprah started getting annoyed when everyone wanted selfies with her, not working on their workbooks. Uh, Riley says the event ends when Oprah is showing the audience photos of her giant mansion and talking about her private jet. <laughs> wow. I mean, when do you start to feel really stupid for being there? <laughs> um, I mean, like I I just really wanted to see the material and see what people were doing. Because, I mean, like Howard, I'm obsessed with Oprah's Instagram. I can't get enough of it. I promote it any, everywhere I go. I'm yeah. telling everyone to watch it. Me too. So when I had this opportunity, I was like, I, I, I got to see what's going on. Yeah, no. but I'd like to ask one of those women who really wanted to see Oprah, when do you start to feel ripped off and stupid for being there? Well, that's like saying, you know, when do um, the guys who follow these tent shows, you know, with these religious leaders, when do they start to feel stupid? And they'll tell you, I don't feel stupid. In fact, no, I want to give them more money. Those are good shows. <laughs> They've got choirs and the guy has a rap where he jumps up and down and screams and carries on. Oprah's not doing anything. Yeah. Hey, Riley, thanks. Yeah, thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Are the bathrooms horrific, too, when you have to go pee? Oh, my God. Uh, well, well, the best thing about being a guy there is there's mostly women, so I just went in. But, of course, like during lunch, it, it was just chaos. <laughs> and there's nobody folding toilet paper. I like when things yeah, are so no. bad, the women start using the men's room. They don't care anymore. They just got to go. That start happening, too. Yeah. Like, come on in here and take a shit, ladies. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being there from 9 in the morning till what time? Three. Three. Oh, three. I'm serious. <laughs> I almost had a panic attack. I hear you. 
And there's Oprah it's selling not. swag too, like T-shirts and mugs. And oh, all. of course. Jesus, like you can't get that shit for free in a bag after you paid two hundred eighteen bucks for nothing. That's I. I sh- the one regret I have is not taking a picture of the bag when I got it. It mm. was like it was like nothing. It was like a five dollar run to Walgreens. I swear. Yeah, I hear you. All that shit you throw right in the garbage. Right. Yep. yep. And your workbook goes in the garbage too. You know that. Oh yeah, like <laughs> well, workbook. How, what is the is the workbook even nicely bound? Is it a, is something to be a nice paper? Well, it's not. It's like yeah, it's like just like a paper, like a pamphlet you'd get. Right. Like at least like a, those blue books you used to take the exam. Yeah, <laughs> shitty <within>. blue books. <laughs> you don't even want to go near the paper. Like, all right, give me a nice journal if you're all about that, Oprah. Well, it's like, where am I going to ride on this? I'm in an arena seat, you know, and I'm like 6'4". I'm like, I can't fucking move and circle these Oprah. No, and also, like, you know, maybe you're writing down something personal and who wants to be an asshole looking over your shoulder? Exactly. Yeah, I hear you. Thanks for sharing, Riley. All right. Thank you, guys. Love you guys so much. Later. Bye. Poor Riley. Wasted a day of his life. That's what you can't get back. Hey, Karen. Karen's in New York. Good morning. Hey, Howard. Hey. I got to say, that guy is, okay, I'm a huge Howard fan. Huge. Love you. And I was listening to this all this Oprah hype, and I had tickets to go to the show because I went with my sisters, and I changed my mind. It wasn't that bad. It, you, you know, the whole wellness thing really isn't about being skinny, being pretty. It was about just being who you are and being the healthiest you can be or the happiest, that kind of thing. It was really all about that. Yeah, She's like I, a preacher. But there are people who are better at that than Oprah. I mean, you know, you know Tony Robbins can run r- circles around her. And Tony Robbins can <laughs> get you going like, you know. Yeah, he makes you walk on fire. He yeah. gets you so carried away. I, my point is Oprah's got a lot of useless shit going down. And then, you know, and then I do resent her being like the. Wi- and you didn't hear anything you didn't already know. Yeah. You know well in this. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Be the best you can be. Yeah, but it's really it's a mental health wellness thing. Like Because, mm. you know, even Lady Gaga was all her thing was talking about mental health issues. Um, Amy Schumer was at the show I saw, who I loved. Um, but she's just real, being real. And, you know, she is talking to a majority of women in there talking about women's stuff. So it's just like an empowerment for women type of thing. So what's the biggest thing you learned from Oprah? Sat there. Share with us. What did you leave and take away? No. What did I learn from Oprah? I, you know, um, Nothing. what did I learn from Oprah? Let's see. Uh, gee, I don't remember. No, it was just a feel-good thing. It really yeah. was. Okay. Yeah, you oh, felt no, good no, at the moment just being there. <laughs> talks about her money it is annoying she came from nothing i get that whole thing and i don't want to hear it either but i don't think riley was saying she talked about it all the time she didn't what do you um, think her point really is in telling horrible. you I don't know. it wasn't horrible howard it wasn't horrible what do you it think her point what do you think her point is in telling you about her money and how like in other words showing you pictures of her house and like what's the point of that? that like what what is that supposed well, I think to it's say because she came from she came from nothing all right so did a lot of people but we're asking what it did right. for you you paid to hear this I think it just makes uh, you feel bad and jealous. Of course, no, she wakes up. Feel bad. You know, of course, she wakes up happy know, every just, day. She could go outside and there's a fucking theme park out there's there. There's a guy who's got to count these trees. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's some staff that does that, so there she, you know, she can find somebody to count her trees. You know, you can't hold it against her. Some guy. I, I don't do have it. a problem with it. I'm asking you what you yeah. got out of it. Oprah still, she got much wealthier. <laughs> what did you get? Nothing, as far as uh, I can tell. No, I don't think so. It was it was just a it was a good day, a happy day, a positive day. It's living in the moment, living in the now, that kind of stuff. It, you know, whether it's Oprah, whether it's anybody else, whoever you're listening to. Yes, I paid money to go see her, but it was really more about the experience. Loved seeing Amy Schumer. 
Um, yeah, well, I, uh, I, I would rather go see Amy there. Schumer without Oprah standing there on the stage. True. You know what True. I mean? But I don't know. I don't, I don't really think the focus was all on Oprah, like when Riley was saying. I don't know. I, don't, I disagree with what he said about her sitting in the audience. I didn't care. She was, I was even like Oprah's got to deal with Apple, right? So why doesn't she, if she's got some information to share with Amy Schumer and Tina Fey, why not? Why not just put it on there? I mean, ultimately, Oprah wants to be the next Maya Angelou. She's been wanting to do that since day one. That's yeah. her guru. That's her person. She wants to be this, uh, this all-powerful knowing, you know. Yeah, but whatever. Maya Angelou had a certain um, gravitas. She could write poetry. She had some profound thoughts. I mean, you know. She's trying. That's what you know, I'm what's trying Oprah got? Eat. Cauliflower yeah. pizza? Okay. It's kind of over. I did it. I'm still, you know, I still listen to you. You make cracking me up with all these comments because you're right. And it's all right. All right. Thanks, Karen. Okay, okay. She's making me nervous, Karen. Just talking a lot. I didn't hear one thing she learned from Oprah. Yeah, she could never tell us. The the premise of this whole outing is this is going to make your year the best year ever. But so where what happened? Tell you what. Like most of us, the year will be miserable. No matter but, how much But Oprah I didn't go there. to Oprah, so I don't. Well, she, she went and she's going to be in the same boat we are. <laughs> you know who's going to have a good year? Oprah's tree country. He's like, fuck, this woman's paying me to count trees. I'll, I'll go. No. Oprah's got a bunch of these things going all over the country, mm. and she's making money. See? I told you. It's going to get you nuts. But I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to tune into her Instagram. I'm not going to get into the the cult of Oprah. Well, you're missing out. <laughs> Bob, go ahead. You're on in Florida. Yeah, I think the premise of uh, Oprah's uh, whole scheme that she's got going, if that Riley guy was telling the truth, or even close, 18,000 people in this arena at a minimum of $200. You're looking at uh, 